0: You're listening to The Marginally Geeky Show, the epically geeky book
1: club. Greetings, and welcome to The Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight, I'm joined by Jennifer, Chris, and Sean. How are y'all doing? Uh,
2: I want to go to bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's kind of how everyone sounds at this point, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's midweek, and uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm tired, and I'm ready for this school year to end. Like w- once that ends, I I kind of have this feeling, even though it's probably not going to be the case, that hey, we get to start over. Like it may <laughs> maybe things will go a little bit back to normal because I'm still dealing with Crazy Town. So, but uh, anyway, uh. So tonight we have an interesting uh, episode. Uh, previously, we have done episodes where we've done multiple books, but they've been multiple books in a series. Uh, tonight, uh, we had actually floated the idea of what if we did uh, several books and did just you know shorter ones. So we thought we'd give it a shot. And Jennifer suggested that we read uh, two different books um, that are exclusives to Audible. Uh but are also if you have an audible subscription, they are completely free so uh that's kind of interesting uh for our book choices. If you decide to read either or both of these books and you have an audible subscription, it will cost you no money and honestly very little time as well because they are both very you know fairly short so uh tonight we are uh discussing Escape from Virtual Island by John Lutz and more bedtime stories for cynics um I only have the first author, Kristen uh, Kurtz, uh, but it's actually done by a lot of different authors So because it is um, a lot of different stories. Yes? Question. Yes. So
3: I had down that we were reading Heads Will Roll by Kate McKinnon and Emily Lynn, and that's the one that I read. So if that's not one that we're discussing, then I did not <laughs> read either of the books for this show
1: useless because when i looked at the
3: chat we discussed this that is one of them that i saw listed as the ones we picked so i was really excited to talk about this book
1: did did i pick the wrong two books
2: no i i got the Mm -hmm. uh escape from virtual island and Mm -hmm. the
1: uh more bedtime stories
0: yeah
2: and i just
3: spent the last like four days like speed reading this book for nothing (laughs) i mean it was hilarious i highly recommend it to anybody that's listening
1: i actually (laughs) listened to it as well so uh (laughs) what book
0: is that sorry i missed that
3: it's will roll Head it's ball. another Audible original with Kate oh. McKinnon and Audrey McDonald and okay. lots of really cool people. Well,
1: and, you know what? If this if this goes fairly short, maybe we'll just throw that in as well and it'll just be me you me you and talking about it. So <laughs> it was, uh, I
3: didn't read either book.
1: It's so, <laughs> that's funny. Um, it's okay. Well, <laughs> well, let's start off with Escape from Virtual Island. Um this is Paul Red. I call Red? this is paul okay (laughs) yes and no this is paul rudd but it's also a huge cast actually here's the interesting thing about all three of these books all three of these books have a huge all-star cast reading them um let me see here so let me pull this up here and book details should have already had that pulled up because i'm the host and that's the thing yeah narrated by paul rudd jack mcbriar sue galloway john krasinski John Cedake uh Jason Sedakis, Seth Meyers uh Keenan Thompson Olivia Wilde like it's uh Henry Winkler <laughs> is a huge cast in this thing um and I'll be honest with you some of these names I I mean I know the person mm-hmm. but I'm like I I don't real I don't realize what part they were reading for just because it was done so well um the other interesting thing about all three of these books is while they are, I guess technically books, they are Audible originals. So, a, I don't even know if there's a print version of them to physically read, but and b, they are all done as like audio plays. So that there's sound effects, there's music. It is um, if you've read any of the Star Wars books, uh, it's a lot like that. Like there's a lot of different voices, uh, there's sound effects and stuff. So it's it's almost more like an audio play that it's like a
3: listening. radio show
1: yeah an old-fashioned
3: well, radio show exactly that's the foley artist
1: <laughs> so um so escape from virtual island uh the story of this is uh a there's an island that's been created uh by uh, paul Rudd's mother in in the book and she has passed away and uh he is in the middle of a virtual date essentially and he gets pulled out of it because he's told hey uh like our biggest you know, uh a customer is like disappeared. He's gone. We don't know where he is. Uh so they pull him out and it ends up being him, the head programmer who he was formerly uh dating, actually the, he was hoping to get engaged to and that didn't work out. Um I cannot remember Jack McBriar's uh Beasley. character's name Beasley. Beasley beasley who was his mother's assistant and as he comes to find out also her lover mm-hmm. uh and then the head of security uh played by sue galloway and it, <laughs> so they have very i mean it's very character you know you know overly dramatic uh but they go in to try to find out what's going on and the entire book is told from uh them being interviewed uh as an after action um uh, that's happened you know supposedly they've they've called these people in because you know they're like look this guy went missing and then one of your team members died and we're here to find out what's going on um it's 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 really funny they keep playing like like good comedy you know it likes to pull in the same thing over and over and over again and kind of beat it to death uh which i find hilarious but uh i enjoyed the book i i uh, i've listened to it three times now um, or at least twice. I'm, I'm sorry, it may have only been twice. But, uh, yeah, every time, both times I've listened to it, I've I've enjoyed it more. Um, you know, it's one of those things I can have on in the background now and listen to and then kind of, oh, hey, the joke's coming up and kind of cue back in and then kind of go back out. So, uh, Chris, what did you think of uh, Escape from Virtual Island?
0: Um, was, I liked it. It's the first time I've listened to an audio play um, on Audible and i i did I love Ramona. I feel very kindred with Ramona. I feel like uh-huh. if i had if I was head of security, I'd kind of be balls to the wall like that um but i liked I liked the idea of it I liked um again like so I was listening to it uh, while I was tidying up the house and stuff, and the kids were like, "What are you watching? I'm not watching anything listening <laughs> this is this is like old timey radio stuff guys um <laughs> But I did. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cute. I liked that it was only four hours. I don't think you could have... I liked that it was it was a short story, and I really liked that. I'm glad it wasn't, because we've listened to like books that are like 18 hours plus, and sometimes you feel like, it's like, oh, good Lord. Yeah. And then I liked that there was multiple narrators, too. As much as I love like Jim Dale and Ray Porter and Luke Daniels and stuff, sometimes it's nice to get... You know, different an actual
1: female voice for a for female, a female
0: character yeah yeah
1: i agree
0: i enjoyed that a lot and i like um i had a little bit of so is it, who did beasley's voice again what's his name
1: jack Briar.
0: jack bryer okay yeah. i had a hard time with that because all i see is this kid from 30 rock in my head Hannah. i had a really hard time picturing <laughs> him as anything other than that so that's the I think that's the problem with his voice. I just think he has such a distinct, specific
1: voice. Well, that. I think it. I think his character also plays into like he was very much kind of like Kenneth. He was very, yeah. like, upbeat and happy. And I don't know if he could not play a character like yeah, that. Like he's, he's been probably been typecast. But yeah, you're right. I felt the seen. same
0: way. And as fix it felix he sounded the same as forgetting sir marshall when he was like he had a big part in that movie he sounded he just, his, his voice is very much just he's got a grin on his face and everything's cheery even though he's losing his shit so that one i had <laughs> ours i'm suspending disbelief
2: yeah i
1: felt i felt the same way on that yeah sean what about you i i
2: loved it i'm i'm a big 30 rock fan So I'm actually rewatching the series again right now. So listening to the series, because other than Paul Rudd and like a couple of the other guest stars, everyone else is in 30 rock. Like his mom that passes away is um, Jenna from 30 rock.
1: uh, I can never say her last name. Yeah. Yeah, But
2: yeah. Uh, Ramona, Paula Pell. She played Pete's wife in 30 rock Uh, happy hour was, was Pete. In 30 Rock, like it was just getting the band all back together for this episode, but the story itself was really, really good. Um, it was nicely paced. Um, I loved all the sexual innuendo jokes from, uh, from, uh, Ramona. She mm-hmm. was great. Yes. And Beasley by far was my favorite character. Like I pictured him as Kenneth in a white suit the whole yes. time. It was, it was great. Um, yeah, I, I, there wasn't anything I really didn't like. About it. It, it started a little slow for me. Um, the twists weren't too big and all that, but just the situations around Happy were just friggin' hilarious. Uh, like with the hats and stuff like that. Can't get the hat right, and no, it it was a totally worth it. Free too. Like I would have paid to listen to this one.
1: So. Okay, yeah, so going back to that, like I said, uh running jokes. I love a running I love a good running joke, the hats, uh like you said, the the sexual innuendos, and then when like, you know, Beasley doesn't flat out doesn't understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. The part the part where the uh the the kittens are fighting the chickens and he's talking about the, the cocks and oh, the pussies yeah. or or yeah, yeah, and it's just and they're like, Do you hear not hear what you're saying? He's like, What? I'm just I'm narrating what's going on. So <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me bring this up real quick. And this actually is all three books. Um. You said you would pay for this. Yes. Quality wise, hundred and ten percent. The problem is, it's four and a half hours. Um. Well, I. I not how really, much I'd
2: pay for it. Well. Okay. There. <laughs> there you go.
1: Um. This is one of those books that I would be like, okay, yes, if it was on sale for five dollars or whatever. I would probably, I would pick it up for four and a half hours, $5. That's fine. Um, But generally like I do everything through my audible credits and I think they run about, they average out to be like 11, $13 a
2: piece. Don't use a credit for this one. <laughs> uh, and that's,
1: and that's exactly where I, I come down. That's where I'm just like, you know, if this is a great book for being free or for being a cheaper price, but at $13, I'm like four and a half hours is pretty short. Now, I also have to think about it this way. I also, if even if I did download it for a credit, and let's say it averaged out to be 30, you know uh, thirteen dollars for four and a half hours, that's still less than what I would be paying to go to a movie theater to watch a movie and mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. thing. And even then, I wouldn't have it to watch over and over and over again. Whereas I can listen to this over and over again. So.
3: Yeah, but you can just pay for it outright. You don't have to use a credit. If it, true. I mean, that's what I do. If it's less that's than what I if it's less than the amount of the credit, I just pay for it like five bucks or whatever
1: like right and i will do that from time to time um you know especially if something is on sale but it's it's one of those things that like for like i said for being free and for the time i think it's it's phenomenal uh if i had if i had downloaded this and had paid a credit for it i would have been like that was good but uh, i kind of need a little bit more so Mm -hmm. um so I, I guess that's I guess that's and if you look at a lot of the free stuff that is on Audible, actually all three of these books are pretty short. Um, I, I'm assuming that's kind of how that falls. It's like, hey, it's high quality, it's short, it's keep that subscription going because you're getting them for mm-hmm. free. So um, anything else I want to add in on um, uh, Escape from Virtual Island? Um, I'm like you, Sean. I love some of the the situations they get into and especially how things spill over like the train keeps coming back and um the the running joke about how when he's nervous he just keeps drinking water Mm -hmm. (laughs) over and over again
2: (laughs) yeah paul Rudd was great in that
1: Yes. yes
0: yeah he was really good
1: i think there are people who are figuring out um not only are they good actors but they they've just got a good voice for doing stuff like that and actually the other two books we're going to talk about uh well the next one in particular falls into that category it's just like yeah you've got a good voice like you should be doing a lot of audio stuff when you're not on screen acting like Mm you this is a good career choice for you so um
3: sounds like a great book
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a good yeah. cool book. Yeah,
3: I'll have to listen to it. Um, I didn't read the book, obviously, but strangely enough, I had a dream with Paul Rudd in it last night. It was not like one of those dreams, but okay. it, it was weird. Like, my sister and I were, like, both trying to impress him and fighting over, I don't know, whatever. And it, like it was Paul just like, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say?
2: Sounds like it, Paul Rudd's dream. Yeah. <laughs> right? But no, it was
3: like super random, super weird. I never remember my dreams. But now I'm like, it's a premonition because I didn't even know this book was there on the agenda. So, yeah. Hey, Paul Rudd, if you're listening. Oh, my God.
1: Yes. Oh. Uh... But, yes, it's – it's like I said, it's – if you have an, audi, uh, uh, an Audible subscription, there's absolutely no reason not to download this thing and listen to mm-hmm. it. Uh, it is a great listen. Um, All right, so let's move on to our next one, which is more bedtime stories for cynics. Uh, like I said, this actually has a lot of different writers. Kristen Kurtz, uh, Gritchen Enders, Aparna uh, – I'm butchering these names because uh, – Dave Hill, uh You'll have to go look it up. So I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and butcher these people's names because I feel bad for that. Uh, once again though, narrated by an all-star cast. Uh, the main narrator that kind of you know the uh uh keeping the circus going is Nick mm-hmm. Offerman. Nick Offerman not only read you know has done this book, but he has done multiple books. Some of them specifically for Audible. Uh, some of them his actual books that he's written and read. And he falls under that category of, yeah, whenever you want to do something on screen, you're awesome. When you are not doing something on screen, this is what you should be doing because you have an awesome voice. Um, but, yeah, narrated by Nick Offerman, Patrick Sir, Patrick Stewart, uh, Ellen Page, Jane Lynch, John Waters – where the Mm -hmm. fuck did they dredge up john waters (laughs) um angelica houston like this is there's some heavy heavy nicole wire there's some heavy hitters in this book and the stories in this book um i actually liked this one more than i i prefer i like the other one just because some of the stories there are a couple there's one story in particular i've got to bring up uh but the stories in this book are just off-the-wall hilarious. Uh, some of them are kind of downright creepy and weird, mm-hmm. but to have them read by these awesome actors just kind of blows <laughs> your mind. For uh, well, Before I go too far into it, so yes, I greatly enjoyed this one. Once again, clocking in at three and a half hours, but absolutely free if you have an Audible subscription. Um, Chris, what, what were your thoughts on this one? Um,
0: I love Nick Offerman. I love him. I mean, he's just a glorious peach of a man. Um, and I love that he's married to Megan Mullally. That makes me yes. love him even more because she's.
3: They're like couple goals.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, so I, I, I thought it was great. I like that. Um, so that's kind of episodes, right? So I didn't read the, I didn't read the first chunk of Bedtime Stories. This is my first introduction to it. So I like that they were done in, I think the longest one is like, 14 minutes almost 15 minutes but you know a minute or two of that is nick offerman talking and kind of introducing the story and laying the scene for it um but my favorite can i say my favorite one absolutely good <laughs> my favorite one that made me giggle a lot was dear principal toad flax
1: <laughs> okay that was definitely one of the standout ones because
0: yeah. i just all i kept thinking about was you and laney and i'm like specifically laney i'm like This is, this is, this is what it's like to be a teacher. You start out so positive, but slowly but surely, as a year goes on, the kids just wear you down and you're just like, they're all assholes. Never mind. I take back everything I said, but I love that one. That one was good. And I liked, um, Oh, what was it? Um, everybody poops except,
1: (laughs) except (laughs) Becca Sinclair. Yes.
0: It's from third period. And I just. Love that one, too, because I, I love the title.
1: I well, Nicole Byer is an awesome love Nicole Byer,
0: and I just loved how she, this girl was just so pissed at this popular girl. She never poops, and I like the ending. She's like, oh, never mind. Like, she's bulimic, so it doesn't matter. I take back everything I said. That <laughs> I really liked. It. I thought it was funny and cute. I did, and I want to read the, the first
1: I volume. Agreed. I... Yeah, I didn't. I actually had a chance. I downloaded it today and I halfway thought about listening to it. and I was like, nope, because I don't want to cross my wires and actually be like, oh no, was that on this one or the first yeah. one? or so.
2: I actually uh, listened to that one first because I thought well, that's the one we were going to do. And uh-huh. then, ah, crap. So, and then I did the second one too, but now it's like all packed together. The all first one together. was like an hour and a half or something like that. Oh, it's okay. It's really okay. short.
1: Okay. Hell, I'll run. I'll I'll probably listen to it all the way. I'll, I'll have that done in the morning by the time I get to work. Almost, <laughs> uh, you know, because that double speed thing. Sean, what what did you think?
2: I I really enjoyed it. Some of the stories I didn't enjoy as much, but like I'd be happy just to like listen to Offerman talk. Oh yeah. Like, even though some of the stories were really, really good. I was like, okay, get done. Cause I want to listen to Offerman. (laughs) What's next? It was so funny. Um, but yeah, that dear principal toad Flax or whatever, that was my favorite one. I just, Mm -hmm. I laughed and laughed and laughed and I think I got out of my truck and I had like tears in the sides of my eyes. (laughs) It was so funny. But, uh, yeah, once again, it was Offerman that, really especially this second book because like when he's talking about angelica houston i think it was and vomit Mm -hmm. yeah and vomit she's like when he has something and he's like nope nope didn't work it was so fine
3: he's one of those people that could just like read the phone book and you'd be like captivated i agree absolutely
2: Mm -hmm. absolutely if morgan freeman should have a duel Oh my God! Oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, a narrate
0: um, off and, J- yeah. and James Earl Jones, him and James Earl Jones and Nick Offerman, oh yeah, like the trifecta. Mm-hmm.
1: That would be awesome. I also uh, like um.
0: Sorry, I like Doc, the last one in the series. I like Doc.
1: Okay, Doc, <laughs> Doc was definitely one of my favorite good. ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I before I asked Sean which you know which of his favorites, uh, so Doc, real quick, is um a retelling of snow white and the seven dwarfs and doc is like <laughs> <He's>
0: <laughs> oh, man. So doc's come there. from like
1: a war torn country yeah. and like he's in with a bunch of other idiots they don't want to listen to him and everything and like he revives snow white and because you know and, and, and like he's like you know i'm trying not to get caught or whatever and i've brought her back because she got poisoned you know i've done a mm-hmm. What was it? A, a kidney transplant, transplant from Bambi, yeah. and yeah, uh, and he's like, and then some. This necrophiliac shows up and like straight on kisses the corpse, and like she wakes up, and he's like, "Oh, it's true love's kiss." He's like, "Bullshit! The 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 uh, the poison was being filtered out by her new kidney, you fucking ass." Like, oh my <laughs> god, it was so funny. It was good. I like that one. Oh, uh, Sean, what were some of your favorite ones?
2: Well, those those two, and um, what was the one with the dog?
1: Uh, oh, oh uh, um, um, that was one of my other ones. Um, I can't remember that. Uh,
0: was it? Wasn't beg for mercy?
1: Was it?
2: Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was okay. it. Beg for mercy. Um,
1: and the guy who now, reads
2: it, the Anthony the was like, a bit adult, sad. Yes. Of.
1: Yeah. But
2: there was it, there was flashes of just straight up polarity
1: mm-hmm.
2: in it when he's like talking about his belly rubs and. the when he really starts going into kissy wissies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: I was, a, I was a good wolf wolf. That was, yeah. that's what cracked me up. And then, like you said, it's, you know, he had the anger in his eyes. He's like, and then the boy was scared when I stood up and pulled off the sawed off shot, double barrel shotgun. I'm just <laughs> like, where is this dog? The get shot the-? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that was, that was one of my favorite ones. Uh, doc was another one of mine. Um, I also just absolutely loved um, uh, The Acid Reflux Man just because <laughs> it was read <laughs> by Sir Patrick Stewart. The
0: Stewart yeah. Uh, I,
1: the story itself was okay, but just him reading it was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I thought The Little Drifter That Could was pretty funny as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I did not – like the one that – I thought was just kind of weird kind of got to me was hook the one about the guy who was telling the story about his hook hand
2: oh yeah
1: yeah the word breaking insert little musical score thing there that one was just weird
2: biting off their legs for like years and years and years that's
0: like serious yeah I don't remember (laughs) a lot of that one I think I kind of
2: that's fine. one of the yeah. shorter ones, but it
0: Yeah, but no, I yeah, I didn't like that. One. The one that I liked um also was Demoting Pluto. That was oh, a good one.
1: Yeah, that, that was, was a good one.
0: I, like
2: I that.
1: also liked uh Alien Interrogation uh integration. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, air yeah travel. <laughs> once Jane again, Lynch. part of that was mainly or a lot of that was mainly because it was read by Jane Lynch yeah, and she's yeah, another yeah. fantastic person to be reading <laughs> stuff. Yes, she is. Yeah, that was a good one too. So um well, is there anything else you want to add about this one? Like, I, I, like you said, Sean, like, I, I just downloaded the first one today. I didn't read it because I didn't want to get any, you know, wires crossed, but I'm like, if, if the first one has even got one or two good ones, it'll totally be worth it.
2: So, yeah, Offerman was really good in the first one as well. Um, I don't know if I like the stories as much, and it was the first one I listened to, and Deb and I were in the car at that time, so she's listening to it too, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes in the rides. What the fuck are we listening to? <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm sure it's going to get better, hon, really. <laughs> but uh, it, it did. It just took to the second book to really get going.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. The other one I thought was really super creepy. I actually didn't really like it that much was The Giving Child. I did. I thought that one was yeah, that one I was a little weird that. too. That one was creepy. I didn't like that one at all.
1: The one where, um, the like they keep basically taking away from the mother, and at the very oh, end, yeah.
2: like uh, it has the impression yeah. the crypt was, that was like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, weird. I don't like
1: that one. And that was the one that was read by, uh, um, yeah, that was Elliot, Re- uh, read by Elliot, Elliot Page. Elliot Page, so. yeah.
0: yeah, he read that one.
1: Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was kind of a weird one. But, um, well, I I guess on that one, I mean, you know, they're short books. We're running <laughs> through them pretty quick. <laughs> so, uh, I I guess let's go ahead and move on to. I'll have to rewrite all the stuff that I did earlier today. Uh, let's go ahead and add in. Um, heads will roll. Uh, this was done. This was actually written by uh Kate McKinnon and um, uh Emily Lynn. Um, her sister. Her sister, and this is. Yet again, another one that has an all-star cast reading it as well. Um, so this one is about a evil queen. Now I only read this one once, so you you'll have to refresh my memory on this, Jen. Uh, an evil queen, and she's trying to she's trying to kind of keep control of everything that's going on, but she's got a lot going on in her life, uh, <laughs> including the fact that like her assistant is a bird, and she's trying to get turned back into a woman and she has to find true love. And there's a whole situation with that going. She's <laughs> a, a cursed
3: girl. princess. Yes. That was turned into a Raven. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh no, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. That was the uh, other thing. Anyway, it, um, so, yeah, she goes through and it's it's basically her story as to what she's trying to do to keep control of the keep control of the kingdom. But there's a lot of uh, big names reading this. In fact, there's a lot that aren't even listed there. Um, but like at, at one point she goes and she meets these um, sirens of the sea and there's five of them and they're played by the queer eye guys. No, <laughs> no, really. Yeah, it, yeah, they're the actual guys. <laughs> yes. So it's and it, it's hilarious and like her mother comes in to finally save her and and, and, to, out, and to say and to to slay the sirens like she's just like a, a total bitch to them just like the most catty things you can think of And that slay. it's that type of humor and it is really funny. Um what how long was this one again? Sorry, I'm,
3: it was like four hours or so.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Book details. That's what I was looking for, not the other thing. Um. Yeah, Tim Gunn's in it. So Meryl Streep's in it. Uh, Peter Dinklage Peter plays a voice. Like I said, the queer eye guys who aren't even on that listing, or whatever. Uh, yeah, this was right at four hours again. So you know, we're looking at you're looking at three and a half, four and a half hours max for each one of these books. Uh So what were your thoughts, Jen?
3: I loved it. If you like stupid humor, this is your thing, because <laughs> it was just so dumb, but it was hilarious. And it was, you know, there there was a lot going on. So like, it starts out with these two women bards who are introducing it, and then they oh have God. their whole storyline, and then they, you know, introduce the queen. Totally, and she has.
1: They're totally having sex. They're totally not virgins. They're totally yeah. Right. Oh my! God, like I forgot all about.
3: Women. That. Who were like, you know, trying to make it sound like their lives are so interesting and they're not these old spinsters. (laughs) But then she introduces the queen and the queen has her own storyline. And then, you know, the cursed bird has her own storyline and then her general. And, like, they keep introducing these characters with all these stupid stories and then they intersect. Um, But, yeah, like, the sound effects, the voices, I mean, they were top notch. Um, Some of it got, like, really dumb. But you have to laugh because it's Kate McKinnon, and you know what do you expect? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it all kind of works out in the end, and you're just like, really? Like we listened to that, and that's how you end it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was still a good story. Um, it reminded And then they had me, these
1: stupid commercials throughout. Sorry. Oh my! No, 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 no! I'm so glad you rem- <laughs> like reminded me. That. The commercials were some of the best things <laughs> in the whole thing. It was like, um. Is your is your is your wife getting on your nerves? Is she constantly on your case about doing stuff? How, try murder. No. Yeah. <laughs> like like you know you know it's set in this you know medieval fictional time, so like that's the type of stuff it was. But it was they have like, you cell know.
3: phones and Postmates. Yes. <laughs> yeah yeah they they had these like ads throughout because it was supposed to be a podcast style with all these different episodes, so they made it sound like oh we're advertising for whatever bullshit, but then it was like Eugene said, something stupid, like gender roles, give it a try. you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it, there was a lot going on in it, but I liked it. It was entertaining. It was funny. Um, I listened on double speed or not double, but like one and a half speed. So it, it moved kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it made it hard to understand some of the singing. So I had to like slow it down a few times, but, but yeah, it was, it was a good mock fairy tale comedy thing.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that as you're, it reminded me kind of, um, if you liked, um, Your Highness, if you've Mm -hmm. ever seen that movie, it's a, it's a total stoner flick. It kind of reminded me of that type of humor, you know, it's set in a period piece, but you know, there's definitely some modern influence, modern language, modern ideas, uh, but you know, kind of set in this off time period, um, but yeah, the commercials were some, some of the stuff that came up. Like I said, the murder one just like I, I was walking around my office doing something, you know, mindless and that kind you know, that hit and I just stopped and started laughing. I'm <laughs> sure my partner was like, All right, what's the joke? You know, what's going on? Um But yeah, it uh but it, yeah, the the humor in it, like they set up these plans. She's got this she comes up with this grand plan to try to save the kingdom so that she can stay in control of it because the people are starting to rise up and like they're wanting elections and stuff. And she's just like, what the fuck is an election? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like I'm the queen period. Yeah. I'm the evil queen. Yeah. Yeah, the mm-hmm. evil queen. That, there's not an election for this. Uh, so she's got this, this grand building plan as to how she can do it. But every time you turn around something just like, wipes it out. Like, there's a point where she thinks her, her general is turning against her, played by Tim Gunn, um, and, <laughs> and come to find out, it's like, oh, no, he's not turning against you. Like, this was... You totally misunderstood. It was something else. He was having a... I think it was like a weird a gay, balloon sex party. Yeah, weird gay <laughs> balloon sex party or something like that. And then but then like the way that she was going to poison him and all of his followers was there were balloons in there that were full of gas or whatever. So when she ends up killing off like half For of her army gosh. or whatever. And she's just like, well, great. I kind of needed them to to keep control. This sucks. So, so <laughs> it, but, okay, it's that type of thing.
3: It was also a commentary on United States politics. It, there was a lot of satire in there. I mean, the book starts out with her as this tyrannical dictator who has no idea what she's doing. And then the leader of the rebellion is Bernabeus Sanders, this 86-year-old you know, mm. guy with a Jewish accent. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there were a lot of parallels to modern day, like incompetent leader, and then the, the guy that comes with all the democratic ideals and... Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty great.
1: Yeah, it was, it was. If you're a little more, uh, if you lean one way politically more so than the other, you may be like, okay, well, that was a little on the nose, but it's still, regardless, it's funny. I mean, stop and, and laugh at yourself. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it once again, just like the other two books, it's got a huge cast. In some cases, I'm just like, how are y'all not charging for this? Because I, it mm-hmm. cannot be. Now, granted this came out what 20 this came out last year 2019 so that we're talking about pre pre pre-covid i was thinking you know during covid you might actually be able to get some of these people pretty easy it's just like hey jump on skype and (laughs) you know read some stuff um but uh uh yeah it, you know getting some of these big names i'm just like that's gotta cost a good amount of money i would i would think so but who knows maybe it works out so uh, I know there's kind of been a big like uproar when the, some of these have, have come out because like the press, you know, they've done interviews and stuff on the Today Show and stuff, just like, you know, if it was a, an actual large book coming out or a new movie or something like that. So there are people going around and, you know, promoting these things and, you know, with a large name attached to it on the front end, like, you know, Kate McKinnon or Paul Rudd. um, it, uh, you know, I'm sure it gets, you know, some more attention in the media. That reminds me of something I was going to ask when I was listening to these. Uh, whereas the, um, the bedtime stories, that totally could be Nick Offerman goes in, records his stuff, they get the next person, they get the next mm-hmm. person. There's no interaction. On, uh, Heads Will Roll, there is definitely interaction between the characters. Uh, but I, th- I felt it more so in, um, Escape from Virtual Island, do you think this was individually read or do you feel like they got at least some of these people together to do group reads? Because the the interaction between some of these characters feels very, very natural.
3: I think they had to do group reads, at least for this book, because there were too many scenes with multiple people kind of talking over each other. Mm hmm. I don't know. I feel like their reactions wouldn't have been synced up otherwise.
1: I, see, right, I so kind of felt that
2: way, too. Group reads for cartoons, mm-hmm. so the, the sound producers are really good at their jobs. True. Um, I have a feeling these were all individual reads.
1: Any thoughts, uh, Chris?
0: Um. Well... Probably a little bit of both right like the individual reads but maybe if they could get a couple people in the studio at the same time kind of like what they do for you know big budget animated movies a lot of the time they're by themselves but sometimes you know they can get them together for certain parts of the story but yeah like Sean was saying sound producers are pretty savvy with layering all that stuff so wouldn't surprise me if they all did it by themselves.
1: So, I, like I said, I, it, it it crossed my mind earlier today, and I didn't get the chance to research any of it. I was just like, I wonder if they do group reads or if they do – because like I said, it otherwise they definitely have to be – they have to hear the other person yeah. you know, in the thing to be able to react. Because it's not like at, – at no time did I ever feel like someone's reaction was not on par what it should be to someone else. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that person was excited and you – you know replied and it wasn't very you know you weren't replying to someone who's you know agitated or whatever um but yeah i i i i I did read all three of these uh didn't know we were coming one of them but uh <laughs> it uh I enjoyed okay. all three of them so um would you continue like okay, so I did not before before we started doing this I had very very seldom had I gone in like I'd get those emails, hey this is this month this is free with your audible subscription and I just never really looked into too many of them and I don't know if it's just because I didn't really find some of the comedy stuff or what um but I'm like to the point that I'm like I may need to sit down on my computer and like go through all of the free stuff and just start like stacking it into my library because I may be missing some real gems out there and not just not just the comedy stuff there might be some good sci-fi and stuff out there that I'm just I haven't listened to that, you know, yeah. is absolutely free and there's no reason for me to listen, you know, not to listen to it. So, uh, when they did you, the, um, Oh, go, on. Go.
3: go ahead. I was just going to say when they did the monthly emails about like you get two free audible originals. Um, I would re I would go through those every month and pick out that's how I got these, but now, mm-hmm. now they don't do that. They just do the free library, you know, for like every subscriber. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. And, uh, i I even get those daily emails like the deal of the day and I've ordered a few from that because <clears throat> it's two bucks five bucks for you know whatever the book is so it's pretty pretty good if you follow the deals
1: yeah uh what, what, what do you about you Chris do you think you're gonna look into some more of the free ones
0: sure I, I'm gonna yeah raise the one that does all the it's from his phone so I just go off of that but yeah i think yeah I, I probably do i i'm very i can get very pigeonholed with my reading selections so being part of this group has opened it up so i might venture out a little bit more myself and see if there's yeah like some high fantasy stuff that i'm nice. missing. yeah
1: so even though you finished you've our way man did you finally finish lord of the rings or are you still
0: I finished the story. I haven't finished the encyclopedia that's attached to it. <laughs> so I haven't finished oh, that yet. I'm yes. going to though. I'm going to.
1: I am tempted. Like I have all three books in my Audible queue. I'm thinking about starting that that uh, trek. So
0: I couldn't listen to them. I especially when the men of Rohan and Gondor are talking. There's no freaking way I could listen to that. Um, but reading it was really nice. But yeah, the, the, the section in the back, it's like 200 pages worth of, of, uh, like encyclopedic knowledge. It's like reading the history of, of, uh, Middle Earth. So yeah, I still have that to read, but I couldn't imagine unless Ian, like Sir Ian McKellen read it or like Mm -hmm. some wonderful person with a glorious melodic voice read it. I couldn't, I would, I'd gap out.
1: What about you, Sean? Do you do you listen to some of the free stuff regularly or are you thinking you may Um, start exploring it?
2: I used to. Um Mm -hmm. like when the two free ones a month would come up, I would go through those and I've actually got quite a pile of Audible originals in my queue. I've got so many other books that I've actually like used credit for and paid for and stuff like that that I'm like yeah, those free ones are nice, but I actually pay for these ones. And <laughs> yep. I really like to try listening to them to find out if I like them and I can return. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I play on that. One. my
2: queue is now so long that I can't do that anymore. Like, it's taking me so long to, like, listen to the books because I listen to them at normal speed. I don't speed them up or anything like that.
0: Neither so. do I.
1: Hey, I feel attacked here.
2: I'm, we're Canadian. We're a little snowy. A <laughs> little
3: snowy. Just... Some of them are just hard to understand. To it, too fast. Yeah. yeah.
0: The only one I could have listened to at double speed was, or I sped up a little bit was the narrator for um, The Children of Blood and Bone. She was the only one I could have. That's the one I
2: did too. Yeah. That was the only one I that, did like 0.75 or something like that.
0: Oh, and, and the I slowed it
2: down for a second.
0: It screwed yeah. me up. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah Wilson's book, Jen, that's one I could listen to that one a little bit quicker because she's got she was a little slow.
1: See, I still listen to everything double speed and there's very few that I've had to do I had to slow down and I had to slow down on uh, Carrie Fisher's book and it wasn't because of her reading, it was because of the knowledge that she was imparting on this. It was just like there is no way I heard that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> back up single speed <laughs> say that again miss fisher so
3: <laughs> i listen to my podcasts on double speed now
1: mm-hmm.
3: like i i slowly i went from you know to one and a half and then i was like all right let me try it because i have so many podcasts in my queue that if i want to get through them you know i gotta i gotta work it so yep. I, I do listen to those but yeah the books sometimes are harder because especially with the sound effects and the singing It's like, oh, I need to slow this down and listen.
1: That's funny. Uh, Of course, I also listen to – I also do uh, YouTube videos at Double Speed as well, and there's very few of them that I will not speed up. Uh, And it's usually the movies with Mikey just because I feel like those are put together like a movie. Like he – there's a lot of thought. There's a lot of production behind it, and I'm just like, no – I think Mikey wants me to listen to this at normal speed. So <laughs> I'll listen to this at normal speed. But, uh, but anyway, so uh, just looking, I, I have bedtime stories for Cynics in my queue. And while I was looking around today, another free one, which we're not covering tonight. Um, Twain's Feast, read by Nick Offerman. I think uh, I have
3: that one, too, in my.
1: Um, <laughs> I read I originally remember reading the information on it. And it's it's um it's talking about Mark Twain. Uh, presents the story of Twain's life through the lens of eight of Mark Twain's favorite foods, and I'm just like, okay, so he's talking about Mark Twain and food, and it's Nick Offerman doing it. Sign me up. <laughs> yep. So, uh, and then of course we, I don't know, we haven't covered any of, I don't think we've covered any of his actual books that he's written, but yeah, uh, Nick Offerman actually has a couple of actual books as well, and they're, they're definitely worth listening to. So. All right, well, I guess that will wrap up our episode for the month, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, other things that we are reading slash listening to. Would anyone like to go first? I'll go. I'll go. All right, uh, Chris, what, what else have you been listening to?
0: Um, so I finished Return of the King. I still have. I got through his history of Numenor and the Kings of Gondor. Um, and then I had to stop read a smut novel then i'm now reading uh the picture of dorian gray because i'm like i I'll, i tolkien's gotta wait so i'm which is interesting there's a lot of talking in this one too i it's it's a lot like mary shelley's frankenstein in that there's a
1: there's
0: a lot of dialogue there's not a lot of description as of yet but a lot of talking So a lot mm-hmm. of it's very um character driven so I'm, okay. only on, I'm only on chapter, I start chapter three yet, but yeah, the beginning. And it's a teeny tiny little itty bitty book that a friend of mine mailed to me because she got it for free and just never read it. So she mailed it to me.
1: I'm finally getting around to it. Um, Sean? Uh,
2: I'm listening to Calamity right now, which is the third book in the Reckoner series okay. Um, by Brendan Sanderson. No. Um, it's uh, I've enjoyed the series it's nothing too fantastical like it's humans certain humans start getting superpowers kind of thing but as soon as they get them they turn evil kind of thing. and the Reckoners group takes out these superheroes well they're not heroes super villains I guess um but like the world is in chaos kind of thing and anyway I don't know the series is really good um uh the narration's really good. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, I don't know if anyone's read The Wheel of Time, but he was the one that helped Robert Jordan finish it and then completed the last book based on his notes after Robert Jordan passed away. So I, I was through the second book before I realized who it was because it was some of it was really familiar. So hmm. the writing style kind of thing. But no, it's uh, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it.
1: I think Audible has recommended that series to me before, and I I don't remember if I've put it in my queue or I've come damn near close to it.
2: The first one is Steelheart, and I, uh, it, yeah, they recommended it to me a couple times too, and I, it took me a while to actually pull the trigger, and then I was like, you yeah, know, screw it. I'll just, I'll get the first one. I was looking for a new series to listen to, and, uh, Yeah, after the first one, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this. It's not like a ten out of ten, but it's Mm -hmm. high enough that I it's keeping me interested.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, Jen, you listen, watching, or uh, reading anything else?
3: I didn't even finish this month's books, so (laughs) (laughs) I I spend a lot of my time now listening to podcasts because I try to stay informed in the world. So Uh it's kind of eating away at my audiobook time. Gotcha, but yeah, it's not for lack of wanting to.
1: I understand. Um, I uh, this month I I was able to get two books because I didn't have to spend any money on the books for this this month. <laughs> um, so this month I read Alchemy by Rory. Get his name correctly, uh, Sutherland Rory Sutherland. Um, it is basically it's talking about. Uh, when you create an when you create a product there's magic behind it like there it's it's something you know you you can't just create a product and put it out in the world and it just takes off there's some kind of magic that happens there that allow certain things to um become bigger than what they are and he, he's talking about that he's talking about um how some of these companies have done this and how a lot of times it's just you know, go either where, whether it be going against the grain or or um, you know, figure you know just looking at the market and being the, you know in the right place at the right time. But it's it was actually a pretty kind of interesting idea. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's fairly short for what it is. The other book that I listened to, um, I don't know why I put it in my queue, but I did, and I didn't really care for it. And it's different different seasons by Stephen King. Um. He has actually several books out there that are collections of uh novellas. So, you know, they're a little bit longer than a short story but not quite a novel. And this one just this one didn't I did not feel this one and it's because it's not one of his supernatural books. It's actually a collection of short stories that uh at least three of them became um uh uh, uh, book, uh became movies. Uh so The Shawshank Redemption mm uh apt pupil and uh stand by me and uh of course there are actually rita hayworth in the in the shawshank redemption apt pupil the body which became stand by me uh and then the last one's uh the breathing method and of the four the breathing method's actually the one i liked the most but overall i just Especially apt pupil, I'm just like, okay, cool. So I'm listening to a kid who's really into Nazis, and he's found a former, or he's found yeah a former Nazi, and he's basically learning all of his tricks, and it's. It, it just made me feel icky and like i'm listening to books by stephen king where like people are getting eaten by monsters and everything else i'm just like oh no this is all make-believe and this one's just like eh, this is mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> um so i didn't really care for this one um i don't I, like i said looking back at it i should have never i should have never downloaded it but i'm just like oh it's stephen king oh well, we'll see uh so yeah i'm not as i'm not a big a fan like i liked I liked the Green Mile, the movie, but the rest of his stuff that is, more that is, you know, non, you know, uh, crazy town, as some people like to refer to it, uh, I, I just don't care for it as much. I'm like, if I'm reading Stephen King, there needs to be something creepy or something weird happening. Like, just, oh, hey, this dude, you know, went to prison and, and got raped multiple times and found a way to, to dig his way out. That's not really, okay, cool, whatever. So... It's yeah. terrible when you say it like that. Oh, it's, I mean, well, if you've, if you've watched Shawshank Redemption, I have, I have. Yep. There's the, there, there you go. People just, i not wrong. The movie for you, so. It sounds, um, um, It just sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, okay. So that is what we've been listening to. Uh, next month, We're trying something a little different. So I proposed an idea. Normally we kind of throw throw out a couple of books. We vote on which one we're going to do next. And I proposed an idea. Hey, why don't um, everyone just pick a book and for the next five months we're going to go in order and whatever that person picks is what we're going to read. Everyone thought that was a good idea. So uh, I picked Ray at first because poor Ray has been hammering on us for – (laughs) <laughs> Two or three months now to read this book And it's not like It's not like we haven't wanted to listen to it It just mm-hmm. there's been other things come up yeah. So next month's book is Ray's Choice And it is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey Uh, So it sounds interesting It's, it's Matthew McConaughey reading it So it was, surely it's going to be fairly interesting Uh, Ray seems to really like it and is really taking with yeah. it So hopefully we will be too So
0: He got the neighbor to read it he was talking about that She about it and she read it <laughs> Yeah He's just like He's with, like
1: the book salesman isn't he
0: He just if he really likes Something if he feels really passionate about it You are going to be hard pressed to get him to shut up About it and he talks <laughs> about it In such a way where he's so happy about it That you're like yeah Okay no, that sounds awesome Alright you're so happy with it let's go with it Sure dude I don't want to
3: be a part of that <laughs>
0: yeah that's awesome because he's so happy about it so i guess i'm reading that too i i was like if who gets to pick this month and then so i guess i'm reading green lights ray will be very happy because then you can talk to me about it
1: so oh yeah it's yeah i was like we have to read this book next because otherwise poor ray is just gonna feel like (laughs) we've just no one (laughs) listens to me (laughs) so um if you want, or uh, definitely check out the show everywhere you listen to it. If you listen to it on iTunes, a five star rating would be greatly appreciated because it does help get the word out and, and get other people involved. Uh, but you can check us out on pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. You can always find us at epicallygeeky.com, where you can also find the other fine shows and programs that we do there to include the Epically Geeky Show, Creatively Geeky uh sustainably geeky fingers. uh and uh <laughs> i really need to sit down and have a conversation with those guys and figure out if we're still doing that or not i don't know why <laughs> you
3: keep bringing that up it's been like i don't years. i
1: honestly i i kind of dropped off and ray kept going procrastinating i'm like all right fine we'll just keep dragging that one through the mud <laughs> so That's we're just gonna funny. keep now it's
0: just a joke <laughs> yeah exactly
1: we're just gonna keep beating that dead horse yeah. um but yeah, you can find us anywhere. And then of course you can find us on social media at Epically Geeky. Where can we find you online, Chris?
0: You can find me here in all the shows you mentioned except for news. <laughs> and on Instagram at Rosen Hummingbird.
1: Jen, where can we find you online?
3: Um, you can find me here and on sustainably geeky and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hets
1: Gonna Be Me. Sean, what about you? Where can we find you online? Uh, You
2: can find me here. Um, epically (laughs) geeky. Uh, I don't know. I've I've been so busy with work lately. Uh, (laughs) Instagram. Your favorite broken toy. And Facebook. You can find the handsome one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's new. Uh, And as always, you can find me online at OptimusGene Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night.